Oh la la. Oh yeah. People like games. What's up, folks? It's Reggie with People Like Games, back for another installment of your favorite history lesson, Story Mode. This time, we're going with Persona. Persona's story begins with another series known in the West as Shin Megami Tensei, itself based on a series of novels called Digital Devil Story. We won't go into too much detail, but after the first Digital Devil Story, the sequel would branch off on its own, eventually dropping the DDS title altogether and leading to the Shin Megami Tensei series of today. Like Final Fantasy, most games were standalone titles with the shared themes and concepts throughout the series. But unlike Final Fantasy, it hasn't had the same level of mainstream attention until just the last few years. And that's mostly thanks to Persona. Inspiration for Persona itself came from the game Shin Megami Tensei If, a sort of spin-off to the original series. A common theme we've seen in some past story modes is that designers have been looking to simplify their games. And that's exactly where SMT If comes into play. Because of the grand story and macro focus on the events of the original SMT series, it was created to simplify things, bringing everything into the micro with a smaller environment and a smaller threat that allowed for a bit more connection between the player and the plot. Although If didn't get the highest of praises from critics, the small scale high school setting was extremely popular with fans and the critics still liked it too. With that success, Atlas, developers of the SMT series, decided to reach back in and create a subseries concerning young adults, their psyches, and their paths to finding themselves. And thus, Persona was born. Creators Koji Okada and Kazuma Kaneko particularly liked the high school idea, as it was a sort of rite of passage that they thought everybody experiences at some point, and school is just another place where people learn and grow. Much like Dragon Quest did with games like Ultima, the creators used Persona as a way to make a more accessible game, as SMT was already seen as a more mature and niche series. Both Okada and Kaneko would continue working on the series with the spinoff as the director and designer respectively. The new direction that Persona was taking ultimately allowed it to be the first RPG in the SMT franchise to release in the West. Back in the 90s, religious iconography was pretty heavy stuff for a video game and would either get it censored or just straight up banned from release. Unfortunately, that was one of the things holding SMT back in the first place. But with the toned down setting and much less apparent religious influences, Persona was the prime candidate to stake the SMT franchise in the West. And as we can see today, I think it worked out just a little bit. But back to September of 1996, and Persona was finally released. In Japan, it was the 21st highest selling game of the year and soon was known as a sleeper hit in the West. Praise especially went to the change from traditional mystical fantasy settings for the RPG genre in favor of the modern school and focus on the psychological aspects of everyday people. Because of Persona's success, an entirely new sub-franchise was born. Multiple titles with their own spin-offs have been released over the years, and beginning with Persona 4, the series has gone from a cult classic to a bona fide RPG legend. We only have to look at the massive amounts of hype around 2016's Persona 5, and once again with the Royal Edition just a few years later. Now, Persona 5 Royal is the third highest rated PS4 game on Metacritic, with a ridiculous score of 95. And let's not forget, the addition of Joker to Smash pretty much solidifies Persona as a gaming legend. But that's all I've got time for today, folks. Let us know what you think about the Persona series, or tell us what you're expecting out of Persona 6 down in the comments. I've been Reggie with People Like Games, and this is Story Mode. Peace.